Doesn't bode well for the future of cinema, everybody. John is in a basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on a pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat batch out laid off says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. A man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back at long last to the film find. It has been some time, but uh, we're back. My name is Adam Portress, and joining me uh, for the very first time, straight off the TARDIS himself, Mr. Matt, Mr. Mr. Matt Smith no more, Dr. Matt Smith. Maybe he's gone. I don't know. <laughs> the TARDIS crashed and burned. The Whovian universe is fucked. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what else to tell you. That was very majestic music, by the way. I, I enjoyed it uh, much more than the show. Uh, the show's not bad, but I do enjoy the music more than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the, like, the... Oh, I turned... <laughs> Instead of pausing the video, I turned him off. I dug up the thing. He's not going to... Oh, my God. Can you tell that it's ringing? Jesus Christ, Skype. Sorry, I hung up on you, and guess you what happened? hung up on me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I wish that was a better plan. But, yeah, so let me uh, let me just say this. Skype, go fuck yourself, because now I can't turn off that ringing, and then when you called back in, that horrible ringing... Jeez, Louise. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, well, how the hell are you, buddy? You doing well? I'm doing. We're, I'm we're doing talking fine. for our regular show now. Yes, we discussed our Patreon thing earlier, and now we are at our regular show. And we like to thank those people at Patreon.com/slash The Film Fine who have hung in here with us. And uh, you're yeah. going to have a lot more of substantial content coming your way very, very soon. Uh, so yes. keep on the lookout for that because Matt has been off getting himself some education, as the kids well, say. Finishing it up, at least. Finally. After uh, 14 years of higher education. <laughs> so, uh, 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 of, yeah. of all the clown colleges out there, why this one? <laughs> uh, look, I did not know that face painting was going to be so thoroughly uh, rigorous. You know, everyone looks at it at home and goes, that's a piece of cake. And really, yeah. there's more of, like, you're becoming yourself. You know, uh -huh. it's an extension of who you are or maybe who you want to be. Well, it's like, do you first off, you got to decide what you're doing. Sure. And then and then like what the personality is and what character type you're playing. And then you're like, do I want the big shoes or the small shoes? Okay. And then it doesn't matter because they're all fucking clown shoes. Get it? 
This has been your Zen moment for the day, <laughs> brought to you by uh, the Film Fund. Did you have you you ever heard uh, Penn Jillette talk about going to the Ringling and Brother uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus uh, Clown College? Yes, I have. And and how you have to call it the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Clown College yeah, every well, time you say it or other, refer to it. Otherwise, you're you know it's it's copyright something or others. There's uh, some yeah. sort of problem because it's just like that's the name. You don't say it. You you now son that of a the bitch. Now that the circus is uh, is gone, though, uh, what's happened with all the clowns? A lot who's, of unemployed clowns. Who's going to stop you, too, at that point? They're all just college educators. I'll say this. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> that's that's uh, You're right. That was like, Matt, just drop it. <laughs> no, I'm going to make it worse. Okay, let's roll. <laughs> so here's the thing, man. Uh-huh. I don't want this how, to be how the world works, but sometimes... It is how it works, and you have to say, you know, the truth, right? Uh huh. So, just are you gonna say something really mad about, really mean, and fucked up about clowns? No, 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 no. I hate clowns, by the way. But no, no, no. (laughs) So, their first ever. This is like maybe six months before the big announcement. They Uh go, and I was working at news at the time, and they were like, "Uh, "It's the first ever female ringleader." Six months later, we're closed for good. Well, I'm not. It's the worst timing ever for that. They're just yes. like, look at how loud and proud we are. We finally got a female, and we're closed. <laughs> it's just so yeah. sad that that's uh, how I they had that to go. Alanis Morissette would call that uh, ironic. <laughs> Make about as much sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, you want to you want to talk about some movies? It's becoming uh, a ringleader and then having the circus shut down the next day. Isn't it ironic? We are off the rails. <laughs> We're just fully off the rails at this point. Hey, man, if the, if that ain't what they've been missing on this show, I don't know what is. Uh, well, uh, you know, we have quite a long ass list of movies, and we're not going to get all, all of them today. Um, yeah, but uh, but we are going to do a few. Uh, big reviews, and then uh, we'll talk about some other things uh, in the, in our what you've been watching. Uh, particularly, I think there's a TV show that uh, we've seen season two of that uh, we should I, talk I've about. S- I've seen most of it. I've I've I got like I got like oh. maybe three episodes left. I just wanted to talk about how well, to join it. No, 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 no. Let's wait because you have not seen the culmination of all the shit that's happened before it i'll i'll sh- i'll be i should do it tomorrow actually maybe maybe yeah so next week tonight. we'll talk about glow season two then okay because i've been enjoying so okay. far i enjoyed the first season a lot and i'm enjoying this one as well uh close to finishing yeah uh do you want to do you want to tell them what our big reviews are today so we have uh, a, a trio of uh of, of, of food for your pleasure first of all i'm going to do this real quick okay let's see if this, let's see if this works Hold on. Do you have like a shitty Since you're obviously devoid of any kind of mechanical aptitude whatsoever, I know that you find this very difficult to comprehend. But let me assure you, the system is foolproof. Yeah, that's 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 all. That's also Doctor Smith. All right. Anyway, uh-huh. I just pulled that up and forgot I put it up there, and I was just like, I'm going to use this. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to do it before the show ends. Uh, so today, uh, worst soundboard in the business, everybody. It, what, <laughs> Well, the problem too is it's one of those one that's got little play buttons beside them, so it's not like the big board like it used to oh, be. Oh yeah, those it's the sucky ones. Uh-huh. Uh, but speaking of maybe it's not sucky, we're going to be uh, talking about three films today of very differing qualities for sure. We're going to talk the Equalizer two, the new one from Antoine Fuqua and Denzel Washington. We're going to follow that up with a sequel that uh, 
no one knew was going to get made, I guess. <laughs> unfriended, unfriended Dark Web. And we're going to round everything out uh, with a... Uh, how much further can we push a 50-year-old man until he dies? Mission 56. Impossible. 56. Jesus Christ. Here, here's, here's an interesting factoid that I did not realize until today when someone on Twitter pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise is five years older in Mission Impossible Fallout than Wilford Brimley was when he filmed Cocoon. <laughs> and we all picture Wilford, Wilford Brimley, Brimley was a thousand years old. when he was in Cocoon. Jesus Christ. And, and here's Tom Cruise... Uh, sprinting like a 35-year-old. Here I am, what to find a fountain of youth and me. But, quite you know, that, that, that's only surprising if you don't factor in the, the, the reality that, like, Wilford Brimley is one of those actors who uh, has always looked like he's in his 40s. It's true. Uh, it, it's a lot like, like Wilford Brimley and Gene Hackman have always looked like they're middle-aged. John Hurt. Like you go, John Hurt. You go watch. You go watch them in any movie. Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, yeah, every fucking movie. I mean, look at look at Gene Hackman in uh, in uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Right. He still looks like he's forty eight. Now, well, he is in his he is thirty uh, in that movie, I think, or like in his late twenties. But he still looks like he's in his early to mid forties. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's just certain actors that look. Uh, older and they and they have played older throughout their entire career um and then younger subsequently because gene hackman when he turned like 70 something looked like he was 50 something you know so um but yeah just an interesting fact i age super quick and then i stay there for a while (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's weird um find that with like a lot of asian and then you make uh, welcome to mooseport and decide that's the one i'm retiring on (laughs) and now (laughs) we we hang up that coat for one last time (laughs) because once you've gone to the mountain why go any further i need somebody to enact enact a spy movie plot just for gene hackman's career like we need you one more time buddy oh man you want to talk about an oceans movie that i would see in a in a heartbeat you know, like, um, so Brendan Walsh had like this great joke where he just goes, Oh my God, you guys, did you hear the news? Gene Hackman died. He goes, Not really, but didn't you just feel that right now? <laughs> it's a good joke. Do you know, um, like, how much of your did, life is you, affected? Did you see Ocean's 8, by the way? I did. Uh, how, how do you feel? Let's I'm, talk about that for a second. Okay, it's, it's not a, a big review, but let's talk about it's it. It's meh. It's like, it's okay. No! I loved it. It's <laughs> Well, that kind of response, I wouldn't be surprised. Fucking loved it. Uh, no, it was fun as shit. <laughs> I wish it was more fun. It's okay. It's not. No, it was fun as fuck, man. How do you not? Fucking Kate Blanchett. Uh, even Love. Sandra Bullock, I like in this fucking movie. Are you kidding me? I like listen at all. I, I, I like want more, all. Of the I want ass- more movies with Rihanna in it. Uh, all of it. I I just listen. I'm down for more of them if you can give me better stakes. That's Ooh. all. That's all. No, I, want. I like that there aren't any stakes. Oh, give it, give it all. It's, uh, like all the fucking oceans movies are frivolous bullshit. Yeah, Let's but they it. make you feel like there there's some danger involved. This whole time you just oh, there go, was danger, man. There was danger. Somebody okay? could walk in while they're slipping off that necklace in a bathroom. How uncinematic yes, can you get? Have. Okay. That's no small thing. <laughs> uh, right, unbelievable. Well, we don't have to discuss it anymore. I just, uh, we, you know, I haven't talked about that movie with anybody, but I fucking loved it. I, there's a whole review on it on the film find if someone cares enough to go listen. I, it's uh, not good. Yeah. 
apparently you didn't. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have been like, well, like I talked to you, motherfucker. What am I going to do? Go and listen to you extra? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I, don't, I don't, can't stand the time I'm with you normally. Yeah. Why do yeah. I need more? Stop telling them the real reasons we haven't been recording. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> I, I'd say uh, I was doing this for money, but there's no money involved. So frankly, it's down to my weird psychosis that I need to do this. Um, so, so I think we should mention that, uh, one, one thing that we're not going to get Mission to Impossible on- Fallout. I don't know if we said that. I don't know if we actually said yeah, the title we, of the movie. It. Okay. You did because we, uh, we talked, uh, because then I mentioned the, the Tom Cruise thing. I just didn't uh, know if we mentioned the name of the film. We just went they into know like, what, what the is, fucking movie is, Adam. I don't know that they, listen, I'm not taking account of anybody War, can War read. of the Worlds 2. <laughs> Might as well Worlds be. Two. Uh, yeah, uh, just uh, we do want to point out we are going to have a show where we talk about Sorry to Bother You at some point, but I think we're going to do a standalone for that. Is that right, Adam? I, I, I think, think, I think it, it needs to be because the movie itself, uh, and so we do want to put that out to you guys right now. If you've not seen Sorry to Bother You, go and see that. Um, it's a bizarre flick. Don't see any. Don't look at anything. Don't read anything. Just go to see it, and it's out at well, mold, major multiplexes. Thankfully, most people now. are not uh, posting any spoilers uh, whatsoever about uh, the turn in the movie. And to some degree, I don't know that anyone, if they read them, would believe them. Um, but I, I have this uh, <laughs> that I will tell you and urge you to go see it. Uh, it is the most insane movie I've seen in a while, and. Uh, it's great. I, I liken it to um, <clears throat> a little. Uh, he can take this with what he what he will. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A little bit of the uh, Jordan Peele mixed with Michelle Gondry. Uh, it's that you know what? It, 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 I think Mark Maron made this uh, connection in in his interview with uh, Boots Riley, but uh, it's it's a very. Um, like it's some of that stuff, and it's also a very like Putney Swope kind of uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Going on in that movie uh, with giant corporations, and uh, you know your thing about voices and and overdubbing. Although the politics of it are quite different, uh, seeing as how in the in Putney Swope, like it was Robert Downey Jr. dubbing his or Robert Downey Sr. overdubbing his own voice uh, onto the main actor um, because he didn't sound gruff enough. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, yeah, uh, so we'll we'll be talking about that. Don't worry, it's just not going to be on a on a regular episode uh, this week or next week. It'll be a special release that'll come on out uh, down the pipeline. And of course, I, I've got a I've got a uh, a bonus episode we're going to throw out about uh, about the 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 hobby of home theater. Ooh, so uh, um, that's another little uh, conversation for you and, as well. Patreon.com slash the film fund, yeah. everybody. And those will both be Patreon exclusives first for about a week or two, and then uh, then they'll come out to the regular feed. Uh, so if you'd like to contribute to the show, please uh, throw throw a couple bones or, or even a bone our way. We uh, got to make our way down to Dragon Con, everybody, and you know, yeah. And that's pe- the other thing that pizza we pizza don't start, buy itself. <laughs> got to start pimping. Uh, I don't have the official schedule yet, but we will be recording a live film find episode at Dragon Con this year. And so um, we got a, we got a lot of stuff going on. Again, w- this is you know we got such a we're, our audience is so vast. I don't think anybody's going to fuck with them. Uh, but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but if the 15 of you who are listening can make it to Dragon can Con, make can all uh, make it to Dragon will, Con. If you don't, we spoil will the, buy you each 
an individual uh, whole pizza from Papa John's uh, in the lobby, which is uh, vastly overpriced at $7 a slice or whatever the fuck it is yeah. now. So so if you want a whole $30 pizza a piece, uh, come up and, uh, and, and say, if, Matt, Matt, you're an idiot. Give and, me my pizza. And if, if I'm high, I'll probably eat that pizza with you if you don't think that you can eat the whole thing. I'll probably be blasted because that's kind of my MO. Uh, um, also, but, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that panel, though, if you are coming out. Uh, it, it's going to be an exciting discussion. We're going to talk about um, uh, indie film distribution companies, so uh, A24, Blumhouse, uh, that sort of thing. Hopefully it'll be a lively discussion. Uh, we will talk about online and streaming distribution. And uh, apparently, uh, I, I'm not averse to this, although you know I don't want it to turn into a bitching session. Uh, I think we should also uh, throw in a little bit at the end uh, some of our thoughts. Uh, again, as we will in our, in our uh, episode on streaming uh, stuff, or on uh, subscription services, theater pay services, uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about that. Uh, in that live recording session hey, as let's, well. Uh, let me do a little spitball here for you real quick. And yeah. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Um, uh, excuse me. How much uh, do we have any access to audio, video stuff when we do our, uh, our thing? Uh, we have stuff in the in the room that we can uh, play and, and do whatever with. Okay, the uh, reason I say that. We just need to make sure that, like, the only thing they don't set up because we're not doing the podcast track, we're doing the uh, film festival track. Yeah, yeah is we need to make sure we have everything to record with us. We'll have all the equipment. That's not a problem. Uh, and, and probably an extra mic uh, for the audience. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's So we'll, we'll make sure we have all of that. But that's the only stuff. Like, we'll have projector and, and whatever to, to set Good up deal. a deal. And I too. say that because uh, that's, uh, I, I wouldn't mind playing a trailer for a buddy of mine has a documentary that's, uh, I don't know if it's going to be out by then. I don't think so. Because uh, they're still going to festivals and stuff like that. But I'd love to play it out for people. And I haven't talked to him about it. But my guess is he'll probably be cool with sending me a trailer for it. But it's all about, uh, it's called Survival of the Film Freaks. Uh -huh. And essentially it's about how, you know, in the 80s and, uh, and stuff like that, everybody was after the VHSs and all that kind of stuff. And how since, you know, video stores and everything themselves have died and like things have gone very digital, what has that sort of transition been like? Not only for how like one obtains these sorts of things, but how one finds them, uh, the sharing with other people and things of that, and then the uh, I think they may go into some copyright stuff and like just I don't know. It sounds like an interesting idea, and they're friends of mine, so uh, we'll see if maybe we can show that because I, I think they'd be very pertinent to what we're talking about. Yeah, but they got a lot of they got a lot of famous people in that flick too. So that's so uh, yeah, so so come out to that if you're if you're a fan. Uh, we'll also be there with a couple. We'll be there with preacher but... and uh, HMP and stuff as well. So yeah. uh, you know, it's busy weekend, dude. Just it, it is the <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl here for us. Come on down. It's it's Atlanta Labor Day weekend, everybody. Uh, all right, you wanna you wanna jump into some of these? Yeah. So uh, like I said, we we have a, like uh, a lot of what you've been watching, but we're gonna save those for other episodes, and we're gonna jump into uh, three new release reviews for you, so you can know what's out there. And then when we can, when we uh, when we get a little bit of extra time here, we're gonna catch you up with all the other stuff. So let's go ahead and listen to the trailer for the Equalizer Two. Samuel, lift off. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure she gets in her apartment, okay? How you doing? I'm the driver you called to take home your girlfriend. Not a girlfriend, man. Oh, credit card was invalid. 
Give yourself a nice tip, huh? I heard about these. I've never seen one before. Yeah, well, now you have. You're not going to ask me if you got home okay? Okay. I'm going to need anything you might have used to record what you did here tonight. Star Trek. Very good. Five stars for Amy. Hey, you should let somebody else do this. Like who? Anybody. You're right. I guess anybody could do it, but nobody does, Miles. It's great you're helping all these random people. Stay off the radar. They killed my friend. kill each and every one of them. The only disappointment is that I only get to do it once. It's a mistake to go to war with them. They're highly trained. They're going to war with me. Look at you. Your father, your mama just didn't tell you. I punish the guilty. If you're lucky. Give you the opportunity to do the right thing. This ain't one of those times. Call 911. Who are you, Jackie Chan? <laughs> Alrighty, that was the trailer for The Equalizer 2. Our first new release review of the week here is the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Robert McCall serves as an un an unflinching justice for the exploited and oppressed. But how far will he go when that's someone when when that is someone he loves? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Words. Glad you kept your uh, reading. Uh, I listen, up. man. I'm uh, I'm nothing if not consistent. Uh, starring Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, uh, Ashton Summers or Sanders rather, Orson Bean, B Bill Pullman, Melissa Leo, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, so this is the sequel, being Equalizer Two. It's the sequel to the Equalizer. I'm not sure how many of you uh, put that math together, uh, but that's that's what it is. Uh, um, it's what. The Equalizer 2. It's a sequel to The Equalizer. Oh. And that wouldn't that be Equalizer Part 2? Or Chapter 2? I think the chapter parts are implied before the two. Oh. I think I think they're just like, that. that's for you to put in. Maybe you needed well, this verse too. Maybe you think of it as a song, even though it's a movie. I don't know what's wrong okay, with you. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, but no, so we were, uh, I think we were both uh, quite big fans of the uh, first Equalizer, yeah? You were a big fan. I was I was good on it. I thought it was fun and, and uh, uh, well worth a watch. Uh, but I, I didn't think it was excellent. Okay. and like, like, I didn't think it was exceptional, rather. Like, I thought it was a gotcha. really good movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll, I'll grant you, and this comparison has been made, and I think we'll, we're definitely going to go ahead and make it here, because other people have. Um, people are comparing Antoine Fuqua to um, to Tony Scott. Uh, yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit of that in there, but man, like you take you take like the Equalizer, either one of them, 
and put uh-huh. it up against, say, Man on Fire, it's not even close. Uh, no. It's just not. <laughs> Fook was good, and I like him, and I, he's, I think he's kind of growing as a director, and he's doing some interesting things, uh, but he's certainly not of the Tony Scott level yet. Uh, no, not yet, but I, I do think like he is on a similar career trajectory where he kind of uh, earlier in his career kind of was doing a um, uh, bunch of uh, like not great stuff, but stylistically interesting mm-hmm. uh, that we will probably reevaluate in another 10 years or so. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, I, I think it does. At least. Right. Like, and I'm not talking about something that is actually great, like training day. I'm talking about like, uh, like tears of the sun or replacement killers. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do not think that anyone will ever look kindly on that King Arthur movie. Although, um, it has to be better than, uh, the, uh, Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. Say, to uh, be fair, no King Arthur movie has ever, like, I say for maybe, like, you know, stuff that's pre, you know, 50s or whatever, those have never done business. Why do we keep going? I know they're free, essentially. Uh, well, I mean, Fuqua's did all right. It had uh, a bunch of people in it, and it, and it did well. It did, it did well. I didn't remember that. I, I, mean, do, I, I don't think wrong. it, well, I don't think it was, like, a huge hit, but uh, I don't think it was like the massive disappointment that we remember it as. Yeah, I guess, but maybe I'm wrong. I can look that up if we care to. Because I but, remember, uh, like, I just I, I couldn't think of like, I, and I like Clive Owen. I just don't know that Clive Owen really opens a lot of movies. Uh huh. That's just usually my thought. I mean, he's good and stuff, but you know, you you don't. There's no one out there going like, oh, we going to that new. Yeah, Clive but Owen it also had like uh, like Kira Knightley's in that thing, and uh, somebody else, right? Who's the other big I, big name in that movie? I can only see the two of them on the poster. That looks that looks awful, by the way. That poster was terrible. Yeah. But you know, so Fuqua's doing, yeah, it made, doing it a made two hundred and three million that's worldwide a, on a one hundred and twenty budget. So it made its money back yeah, pretty much. That's, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much even right there. That's considered a success. And that's been that's also when people were still renting and buying DVDs. So Definitely made its money back. Yeah, that's probably true. It probably did make a lot of money. Um, anyway, let's let's talk about Equalizer 2 a minute, because uh, that is what we're actually reviewing. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I liked this one more than the first one. Interesting. Okay, what, what kind of separated I, it out for you? I think that, like, uh, it, it, was a, it was just simply... I, I had the same problems, but I felt like there was more uh, personal stakes for Denzel's character this time, for McCall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, which which it obviously is true. Uh, and I also think that the kind of episodic structure of uh, him doing these various different things worked better in this movie than it did in the first one. Um, and it's mostly because I think in the first film, uh, it sets up that you are following a single narrative through the whole thing and then does not do that. Uh, I mean, there is like the through line narrative, but the first one kind of is more compartmentalized uh, relative to what I think it it's trying to do with the storyline. And here it knows that it's compartmentalized in a way that works, if that makes any sense. I think so. So, so like all these different stories are happening, but none of them feel like overemphasized. And each one has something kind of personally relatable to McCall's. Uh, psychological being as opposed to like oh it's a random thing that he comes across and that sort of thing 
Yeah, I mean, the big thing is, is like, you don't want this to be, you know, Death Wish or something like that. Uh, no, you don't. We already have Death Wish. And, and, a, and a bad remake. <laughs> I I love the shit out of that one. We didn't talk about that uh, movie. Uh, it's not great. Uh, yeah, I nev- I didn't say it was great. I said I loved the shit out of it. <laughs> Those are two distinctly different uh, uh, reviews, right? There. Bruce Willis, <laughs> The Sitting Chronicles. Look, man, I love Bruce Willis. Who don't love Bruce Willis? Uh, I first of all, like the fact that they didn't bring Kevin Smith to that dude's roast. What kind of bullshit is that, man? Just let it happen. Like, what if that was like the thing that could have, like, you know. Uh, uh, so the uh, the branch of repair with that relationship. Ah, fuck it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Equalizer two. Adam, talk about it. I, was, I I I don't know why I found this mostly boring. A couple of the action scenes were good and fine. Uh, I see what they're trying to do, but for me, ultimately, it just didn't really work. I was kind of sadly bored in an action film. Really? Yeah. I thought that the action scenes were much better this time around. Uh, there's that kind of really amazing uh, car chase where the guy's trying to kill him and he like is swerving all around, uh, beating the shit out of him that I really liked. Uh, I think the, the sniper shootout at the end was handled really well and has some really brutal uh, kills in it. Um, I just think overall, I, like, I, I feel the exact opposite from you. About this. Well, see, what's <laughs> interesting to me is... And- I didn't stay to the credits, and I should have, because I thought about this as I was leaving. Or actually, uh-huh. as the movie was going, but it kind of left my head before I, you know, uh, when, I, when I'd when i left the theater, it was just gone. But I think, and I could be wrong, that this may be Antoine Fuqua's first digital movie. I could be wrong. Uh, uh-huh. But this movie looked very, very digital to me in a lot of ways. Some of it cool... Some of it, like, because it felt like he was just doing stuff to, like, with the things with car mounts and things of that nature, just to see if, like, he could do, do these. This movie seemed like an experiment in him going, what can I accomplish in digital that I may not have been a- able to accomplish in film, as far uh-huh. as, like, sh- you know, how to shoot something. It felt like that to me. It felt like an experiment of, like, hey, what can I kind of get away with? And, and and the stuff that he did looked cool and was it was a good job. I just don't know that it looked as good as it should have, could have. And I, I just overall kind of felt a little bit bored with it, and I really didn't want to be. I, like I said, I was excited for this. Yeah, that, I think that's an interesting reaction. Like I said, I thought that that the uh, the overall structure of it was stronger than the first film. Um uh, not enough Melissa Leo in here, though. Yeah, she's... Always want more of her. She's she's not... And now she's gone for good. Yeah, that's a, uh, so that character... And then I feel like Bill Pullman's wasted in this, too. It's like, what what does he really accomplish? He just seems uh, weird. Yeah. Well, he's sad. That's what he accomplishes. I, I get it, but, you know, it's just like he seems weird before then. It's just like, well, I don't it's know... Bill Pullman. I don't know what he's putting on, but I'm just like, what? what now what that is Bill he doing? Paxton's gone, he's the only Bill left. He took the. <laughs> he took he, uh, the you'd alien be depressed essence. and weird too. I, I guess so. Maybe this is not. <laughs> doesn't bode well for the future of cinema, everybody. <laughs> We're fucked. What did you need him to do? Like make a rousing presidential speech at I, some point? Listen, or? I wouldn't have mind. Uh, <laughs> 
Do you need him to? Do you need him to uh, like slowly believe his uh, young daughter when she tells him that the house they're living in is haunted? What? It's time for you to stand up and be Denzel Washington. And then he just shoots people. I like. I would have loved that. I made. Uh-huh. I may, I may okay. have rolled a tear if that happened. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this flick a uh, go see it. Uh, I think most of you who would go see it are gonna go see it anyway. Um, so uh, our review might not matter. Yeah, I don't know. It's this. What did this make? Did it make anything? I don't feel like it made much. Uh, I think it's doing fine. It's in third this week. It's it's uh, third week in release. I think. Okay, that's that's not horrible, I guess. I mean, on, I'll, I'll double check the numbers. I, I, be super normally, good. I have box office pulled up on my computer screen, but I don't for some reason because I was ill prepared, like an idiot, uh, to talk about things that mattered uh, to our discussion. Let's see, uh, Equalizer Two. Um, it is on. It is tracking uh, with Equalizer. Uh, so its ten day total is sixty four point two three one. The ten-day total for the first film was sixty-four point two three six, and it's been what three years? So little uh, bit of no four twenty fourteen that movie came oh, out because uh, twenty seventeen was Magnificent Seven, and the and before that was the boxing movie, the Southpaw. Yeah, so you you toss in a little bit of inflation in there, you know. Not not much, obviously, not in that amount of time, I, but a tiny bit. Always. I don't know that the studio cares about that. <laughs> No, I'm just talking <laughs> about just from, from an us perspective. Yeah. Um, but uh, that movie worldwide has made seventy uh, million, and it costs sixty-two to make. So I think it's looking to be just fine. Yeah, that'll be all right. It's not like I didn't. I mean, there's not a ton of marketing that they dumped into it. So because you don't have to no. let people know there's a Denzel Washington movie, and it's a sequel to this other movie that uh, also got by mostly on word of mouth and. Uh, You'll you'll be all right, I think. That leads us well into our next movie, which has a lot of those exact same elements. Here's the trailer for Unfriended Dark Web. Yo. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey. It is game night. Ow, ow. Hey, you ready for this? I got a new laptop. <laughs> Actually new. There's a cyber cafe that I've been working at, and this computer was sitting in the lost and found for the last three or four weeks. Hang on, you stole someone's computer? I didn't steal it. Oh, yeah, okay. That's messed up. And I found this folder, it was hidden, and it automatically connects you to this thing. Dude, this is dark web. What's dark web? Part of the internet where no one can track you. It's all about drugs, illegal IDs, even assassination for hire. Yeah, the dark net is mostly about the bad guys. And this computer's got videos on it, right? Check this out. Alex? 
the ones who buy the videos, the ones who pick the girls. What the hell? They've all been watching. Oh my god. Please leave us alone. Get out of there right now. I can hear you. Are you still Kelly, there? I, can't I just see can't. You. Alright, that was the trailer for Unfriended Dark Web, our second new release review. Here's the IMDB plotline. Uh, a teen comes to comes into possession of a new laptop and soon discovers that the previous owner is not only watching him, but will also do anything to get it back. Uh, oh, this, shit. This is from uh, the fucks over Blumhouse. Steven Susco is your director. I don't know what else he's done. I think he's done something, hasn't he? Uh, I don't know. Uh, starring a bunch of people you probably never heard of. Uh, yes, intentionally, I think. Um uh, yeah, I guess no. It looks like he's been uh, he's been a, a writer. He wrote uh, Beyond the Reach. I don't know what that is. Texas Chainsaw 3D. Uh -huh. He wrote uh, the screenplay for Red, but not the one you're thinking of. Uh, and both the uh, Grudge remakes. <laughs> the, so the really good remakes. stuff. So, yeah. So so, so so high quality art is where this director is uh, normally coming from. That's why they gave him a budget of my guess is I'm sure this isn't listed anywhere, but well, I might. To be fair, I should say I do like the Grudge remake. The second one is garbage. The first one is fine. It's okay. It's good. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's not as creepy as the original one. No, but it works. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not bad for for what for what it is, especially around that particular time. Right. Uh, but this uh, this movie is a sequel to Unfriended, which we reviewed back on this podcast, and I believe that was also one that we liked. Yeah, very enthusiastically. By the way, I think that movie's great. Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I've subsequently watched it on a laptop, and uh, holy shit, does it work much better? Yeah, that's. What I mean, I it worked in thought. a theater, but like on a laptop, it's one of those things you're just like, oh yeah, this is exactly how this should be watched. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it shouldn't like it's nice that it's in theaters and everything, but like literally the way to watch it is on your laptop, especially if you have like you know an Apple. You know, that's the biggest thing. Because if yes. you have that and that's what you're watching. It feels like you are literally a part of this. Now, let's talk about this because I think this is different, and you've seen the other one more times than I have yeah. from what you just said. Uh, am I mistaken, or did they do a lot more kind of cutting and close-ups in that first one than they did in this one, which just literally seemed to be a full-screen grab for the whole uh, thing? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's all... Uh pretty much the first one is all screen grab but they don't they don't have any of the more close-ups on like words and stuff or am i imagining this uh, uh, uh no it's all the same the the layout is exactly the same as this film okay hmm yeah uh because one of the, the things that i found like and i don't it, this may have been they just may have been showing it on the wrong screen you know what i'm saying uh, -huh. uh but it like from a presentation standpoint this time it didn't work for me but I, I honestly, I, I'm not blaming the movie for that per se. Yeah. But like, I didn't feel like I read as much, or my eyes were placed in the proper, you know, like position to be able to see what is most important on the screen at any particular time. So I think that's the central problem with this movie's storytelling: 
is that uh, there are there's too much going on on the screen that they are foregrounding literally uh, in the windows of of what you're looking at that is not suspenseful or pertinent to what you're doing at all, right? It so there's brings plenty that of real times, estate so small for everything else that you're doing. Yeah, and so a lot of the times what, what ends up happening is like what would be interesting while he's typing with uh, – uh, while the main character is typing with his buddy, uh, his British friend, uh, Damon, right? Um, what would be interesting to watch while he's typing those things out is to watch – like actually see what else is happening on the Skype screen. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is he brings that to the front and covers the majority of the Skype screen, which I think was intended to create suspense, but actually does not because there's nothing for you to pay attention to that would do that. Yeah. And it's the same when uh, during the last third of the film, uh, his girlfriend is on the subway ride, right? Like what would be interesting is to have constantly just her on the subway riding for that time. Or at least uh, keep, or at the least, there was definitely there, but I think you really need to keep that video instead of like, because it was on a vertical screen. Well, it was a vertical and it was behind a lot of other shit. Right, right. That's for my the point. Entire there thing, was like, and maybe you could a, only see like a fourth the top of it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, if that would have been more in place to where you could see it and just have a better use of screen real estate, both, you know, figuratively and literally, yeah. uh, it would have helped a lot, I think. And, and so I think one of the problems this movie really has, uh, storytelling-wise, is its use of screen space. Uh, it's not sleek enough to convey the proper types or amount of information at any given point. Um, and there are several times when like things just uh, they seem to come out of nowhere um, because perhaps you're not able to actually see what's going on in any sort of video feed. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just it, it I'm not saying that it's not it's a uh, scripted uh, problem, but the problem is the execution, right? Like very clearly people are discussing like going to go and do this thing like I've got to go talk to the cop or I'm going to go down to the station and meet so and so or whatever when they're not supposed to. But what would create the sp- suspense is having them do that and then also having like. Uh, like being able to see them doing that while he's having the conversations with the the dark web people about not doing that shit. Yeah, there's I, I don't know. There's just there's so much to this that felt like there could have been something there. And yeah. well, the, like the premise is really interesting, and uh, and I and I wanted it to be very good. Uh, I'm still intrigued by it as a stylistic exercise, but I do think that the first one is even more successful at that. And it, um, but it, that the the first one also, and again, I think how everything was used in the first one was a bit more spot on. Was a yes. little, like everything looked and operated like it felt, like it did, like it actually did. Yeah. Right. This one feels like they've tailor made apps to do things that they needed to do for the plot. Yeah, and they may not have done that, but I think it, like sometimes it becomes so convoluted that it's not apparent that that's like that shit's real, right? Like we all know that this stuff exists online, oh, right? Yeah. Like, like there, there's that great, uh, like I think it's almost two years ago now, right? That report in Wired where it was like every Bitcoin on the internet has child porn in it, right? Like, like the data of every Bitcoin contains child porn. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? Uh, I said, I don't know. That maybe. No, no, no. That, I mean, that's a real thing, right? Like, people looked at all the fucking Bitcoin data that's out there in the world of, like, shit, and every Bitcoin has child pornography in it huh. because of the way that uh, mining cryptocurrencies works, right? Like, it, 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 like it's just there. Uh, so we all know that all this shit exists. We know that these private chat forums exist and these uh, super uh, unregulated, non-worldwide web places on the internet exist. Um, but I don't think that the movie does a really good job of conveying like how a bunch of fucking teenagers would know about that. Uh, what? Yeah. Like, like Damon is supposedly this. Uh, I mean, he comes off and is played as if he's this guy who really knows about all that shit. But there's literally nothing about him other than the fact that he has like blue lights in his room that would indicate that he's the guy that would know this shit. So let's let's get to this point real. And quick. they don't talk about why he would know any of yeah. that shit. Uh, is uh, one of the things I don't like about this one as opposed to the last one and everything in comparison. Uh, all the all the participants look like they're in just great professionally, except for when they do it on purpose. Look like they're in great professionally well lit studios. Uh, yes. Except for the one guy when they're because, but that's basically that's you can tell that it's clearly done on, for a stylistic purpose, right? Yes. But it it takes away from like even even the the one guy our, our kind of main screen, uh, scummy dude, even even his. Like area, while it looks like you know an utter shithole, is still like just super well lit and very well designed, and it just it felt too manufactured to me. Where the first one felt like you were, it it felt more like you were looking in on something that you shouldn't have been. This felt more movie ish, yeah. movie ish to me. Yeah, I think the aesthetics are off a little bit. Um which I think is a shame. The other thing that disappointed me was I do not think that they did enough with the concept of, of what the dark web uh, universe is. Uh, I think it's a little too neat and tidy. Or or what even the people that, you know, that, that are doing what they're doing, why they're really doing what they're doing. And ultimately, this movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but this, this movie itself, I promise you, started with the end shot. And they were like, how do we build back from there? That's all this movie is. This movie came out as a concept idea and not as a, this is a story we need to tell. It, it came out with the, what if this was this? And that's it. And then they're like, yeah, okay, I mean, how do we It almost that? feels like the first draft of this screenplay was a traditional script, and then it was retrofitted a little bit. That I wouldn't be, no, I wouldn't be shocked about that. I, I mean, that's it. what I, that's the vibe I got off of it is like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, because there's no way this thing costs more than you know five it cost million. A million it cost a million bucks. Million bucks. Okay, that's which what is what they spent on the first one. And you know, it's probably made what five. Um, it has made seven See, domestically, there. but but it's not uh, out anywhere else uh, right now. I don't believe, and it's about to be out um, of our theaters. And guess what? It's already profitable. I mean, you know, we can anyone can you can even yeah. look at all these, uh, you know. Blumhouse flicks and poo-poo them all you want, even but, if you don't like them. They but I still think the question the bread, is, will we get a third one? And I don't know that that's the case. The first the first movie made uh, quite a bit of money uh, worldwide. Um, Again, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that movie came made, out in like a February-ish sort of time, if I'm not mistaken. Or April. Like April. Okay, so yeah, so still very early on within the year. Yeah. They didn't but, have the but, balls you know, to go, amid, let's make this a summer like Mar film. Uh, Marvel movies and shit were starting to come out that year then. 
Um, so it was coming out around, uh, like really around the same time. The the difference is that one was good, and so it made uh, sixty four million dollars uh, worldwide on a million dollar budget, which is why this one exists. Yeah, I think, and which is, and which is why we might get like, a third yeah. one. Not even the seven million this one has made, but because the first one made sixty four and this one made seven, they might as well make one more or whatever the hell. Even if they do it direct to DVD, let me ask you this because I don't know the answer to this. Uh -huh. uh, do we, we all know Blumhouse is, for, is you know the theater? Do they ever do any VOD stuff? Uh, like I believe they've done a couple of things that have been like uh, platform uh, day and date, maybe. Huh. But uh, I can look at that. We'll we'll need to talk about that during. I haven't started researching for a Dragon Con panel yet. Uh, like what the shifts um, in this uh, have been, but uh, yeah, I think certainly exists um in some form hmm. so look, overall it, it's okay it, it could be a heck of a lot worse it could certainly be a lot better yeah and and of course like you know they do a lot of television what do they do on tv uh a bunch of shit uh the cold case files reboot on a and e is them. Hmm. um uh sharp objects currently on hbo is Bloomhouse tv um, they're doing the Purge series on sci-fi coming up. Man, I'd love to get uh, an interview with that guy. J J Jason Blum, if you're out there, uh, uh, thefilmfind.gmail.com. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's done a lot. Like, uh, yeah, Blumhouse TV has been a big part of their business since, uh, like 2012 or 13 or something like that. Uh, that's just a smart cat, dude. <laughs> that's all, that's all that is. That dude's just a... He knows what he's doing over there. Speaking of knowing what you're doing, uh, we wonder if the people over at Paramount know what they're doing when they drop yet another Mission Impossible movie. Here is the trailer for Mission Impossible Fallout. Your mission. Should you choose to accept it? I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. The fallout of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? Ethan, that's not who we are. Maybe we need to reconsider that. How is he? 
Oh, you know. Same old Ethan. I find it best not to look. That was the trailer for Mission Impossible Fallout, our last new release review of the week. IMDb plotline, Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong. This is starring Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, Angela Bassett, Vanessa Curry, Michelle Monaghan, and Mower, written and directed uh, for the first time ever. Uh, in a Mission Impossible movie, we have a return director in Christopher McQuarrie. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, Matt, um, I don't know how much we've ever really talked about the Mission Impossible movies uh, on this show, even though yeah, we've I know had we, I know we talked about... I think we reviewed both of the previous ones. Um, I, I vaguely recall talking about Ghost Protocol with you, uh, although that was some time ago now, uh, 20... 14, it would have been early in the show's run. Yeah, sounds about um, right. But definitely we talked about Rogue Nation when it came out uh, and uh, how completely floored we were with it. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm really... The, this this uh, whole property has survived over 20 years at this point. 1996 was the first yeah. movie. And uh, I, I'm happy to say that after 20 years, we're finally starting to see Tom Cruise age at least a little bit. And it's starting uh, to be yeah. nice to see a man that's in his mid-50s up on the screen instead of like, he looks impossibly young. But he's going to be one of those dudes that kind of sits at that little bit probably for like another long span until he starts to get really old. Yeah. Uh, I want Christopher McQuarrie to like make a shit ton of movies. I've always liked his uh, his writing. Uh, it's always been very good. Um, he started out on, uh, you know, TV shows and then he wrote The Usual Suspects, which everybody likes. and I think is just OK. It's got a very clever and good screenplay, though. It, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's the, the uh, best thing about but it. But like uh, I like uh, Way of the Gun. I thought Valkyrie was good. And that's where his uh relationship with tom cruise really comes in yeah i liked valkyrie uh, i hated way of the gun i thought way of the gun's fucking garbage but uh but the first thing that he directed with tom cruise was his second film as a director ever uh jack reacher mm-hmm. um and he um turned in a really good action movie with a not great script uh, which I don't know that you can do a great script for a Jack Reacher movie. They have uh, certain requirements. I think both films handle them very well. Uh, but I, but Jack Reacher is like a known quantity that you kind of are just playing around in. Yeah. So it's nice to see him get uh, with these two Mission Impossible, Impossible movies uh, kind of a bigger sandbox to roam around in and uh, really uh, do some crazy-ass things. Now, um, I'm going to mention this because on the way home, I saw Mission Impossible today. Uh, uh-huh. On my way home, I was listening to a podcast, which I recommend everyone listen to, uh, called the Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith, where they had Christopher McQuarrie on. And uh-huh. uh, the podcast is, like I think, over two hours long. It's, it's pretty long. Sure. Uh, and uh, what I think you would find more amazing about this whole ordeal is 
is how little of all of this is planned. These movies, especially these last two, when you hear McCrory talk about it, there's yeah. no the, the scripts are not completed. They have no idea what they're doing. He has no idea what set pieces are. He basically just goes up to the location scouts and goes, find me some great places, and then I'll tell you what, what, what goes on here. Yeah, I mean, it's I think kind the of only thing that they had... I think the only thing they had planned going into this, and, and and by planned I mean they knew this was the idea that they wanted to do was was uh, for the, as far as set pieces go is they want they'd been talking about since Rogue Nation doing a Halo sequence, yeah, and and that was the only thing they had in mind when they uh, started writing this movie was like yeah let's do a Halo jump, and to, uh, and to so, hear and so they to did hear it. him talk about what it took to do that. That scene took a yeah. month to shoot. They yeah. were only able to shoot three minutes a day, right? To get everything in there, and it's three. It's it's ultimately three shots that are all uh -huh. disguised to look like one, but still, three minutes a day. It took them over a month to do it, and half of the stuff they said just out of focus. Yeah, because because somebody forgot to turn one little thing off, so everything was out of out of focus. And Tom Cruise was hitting three feet away from the camera every single time. Yep. Because he's a fucking machine. Yep. Um, um but and, and he shattered his yeah. he shattered his ankle on this thing and everything. So Tom Cruise is still just banging on in and like he, he does more stunts in this one than I think that he's done in any of them. Oh yeah. I, there unreal. are there are three major ones in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, pretty pretty impressive. Uh uh, I don't think we're making any bones about it. This movie fucking rocks. It's it's a it's so much it's so a much lot fun. of fun. And you go yeah. through there. Henry Cavill's just I'm sorry. I think Henry Cavill deserves to be way bigger of a star than he is. Like he's not he's not a slouch. Mike. I do too. Uh, my is. favorite my favorite thing I've seen online about him this week has been uh, the there was an article that was uh, so there was first an article on like uh, here some hero uh, movie website right. Um, and you know how, uh, like websites devoted to that shit are these days, oh, yes. uh, where, <laughs> where, uh, they're like, uh, mission impossible or, uh, uh, fallouts, uh, was not worth ruining justice league. Like it was Henry Cavill's mustache. Yeah. That's that what ruined, ruined justice. League. That's what ruined the movie. Um, but, <laughs> but the best thing I saw was a rebuttal to that, a full article, uh, that was written as a rebuttal that just was like. Actually, Henry Cavill, uh, actually, Justice League being shit justifies Henry Cavill's awesome mustache in Fallout. Yeah. And, like, uh, let, let the man but, go and do something that's going to be good that people are going to look back in a couple years and go, like, man, he's really good. Dude, that. yeah. Like, what a fucking beast in this movie, too, man. Like, you put. You put him up next to Tom Cruise, who is already pretty fucking jacked. I mean, we all remember in Rogue Nation when he shimmies up that pole upside down to get himself un oh uh, handcuffed from it, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so, so we crazy. remember that shit. And in this movie, like, he dwarfs Tom Cruise most of the time. I will say this. This movie allowed Tom Cruise to be short and it to be okay. Oh yeah, they really did because there's a couple of shots where I looked and I'm like, but I think what? it's because you needed to know like how fucking jacked yeah. Henry Cavill is when Ethan Hunt is uh, up against him. It's 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 really good. It it works well. Um, yeah, I I mean I I just want to fucking watch this movie again. Like I like I might 
uh, I got a free ticket for Regal. I might take a trip up to the IMAX sometime soon and uh, cash that free ticket in and pay the upcharge fee. Well, I did did see it today in uh, 3D RPX. And by the way, I was like, well, because they'll they'll like kind of alternate. They'll go 3D and then in non 3D for the RPX, they'll kind of rotate them. Uh, and I was like, eh, I don't really know that this needs 3D. Oh boy, does the 3D make this even better? All right, re- I'll I'll do it. It then. does. It it. I was I was surprised because there's obviously some shots involving very large heights, and uh, it it super helps it, and especially when we're, you're in the helicopter for the helicopter chase and stuff. Yeah. And uh, things. Yeah, I can imagine down. there it being uh, really Man, impressive. Man, there were a couple of moments that it felt like riding an amusement park ride. It was so much fun. Man, you just fall uh, down that little crevasse right there, and you in to land on the other thing, and it's just like, whoa, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I I honestly don't know that I have a criticism of this, other than like maybe it's maybe a hair too long, but I don't even mind that really. I mean, it's pushing two and a half hours, which I think is a bit long for a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't real like that's not really a complaint that I have because I got. Uh, three massive set pieces. We also got, by the way, uh, the best motorcycle chase that I think we've ever gotten in a Mission Impossible movie. That motorcycle chase was great. Yeah. Uh, and, which is oh saying my gosh, something because that one the, shot the, that's in the trailer well, of him flying. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. But but like that's saying something to me because if you remember all the way back to Mission Impossible Two, which I rewatched and, recently, yeah. And it's fine. It's not. It's, it's not fine. great. Yeah. It's fine. The motorcycle chase in there is fucking good. Yeah, it's crazy and, over the top. And and this one is better than that by a long shot, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure. Um so Again, I think that, you're riding think along really with this and like cuz uh, like the way he shoots this action especially like in that motorcycle chase and everything, the camera uh-huh. is just so low to the ground and swooping and stuff. Oh yeah. I don't know how well, much is special effects. I don't know how much is real, but damn if it all don't look real. It looks real and it blends well. There are a couple of shots you see that are pretty obvious process shots, like, but there's also no way for you to do that shot without it being that. Right. Uh, safely, right? <laughs> so, of course, it is. Uh, and I don't fault that because even then it looks good. It looks like a really good process shot, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't look cheap. Uh, yeah. I mean, god damn. Uh, I guess we can just sit here and fillet this fucking movie for another but- <laughs> 20 minutes if you want to, but, uh, uh, this this movie is uh, doing fucking gonzo box office. Uh, it opened with a series best uh, sixty one million. Oh wow! Domestically, again, my um, theater was so dead from everything, so nobody went to see anything at my theater. But, I don't know what it is, but I guess the but other people are going to see. That's good. This fucking movie has made a uh, hundred and fifty five million dollars worldwide. Oh, they're fine. <laughs> Uh, its budget was 178, but that's one week of it being in the U.S. Uh, open in the U.S. So I think they're going to make their money back, no uh, problem. Well, not even a week, a weekend. Yeah, a weekend. So yeah, yeah you had the rest and, of the and week. And school in there, hasn't so. even always start, all the way started back in most places yet. So yeah, you know you that's all got, week next week. You still that got some go chance, see. and uh, I, I think they'd be well deserved to see it. Now I will say, the only problem that I've had. Uh huh. And it's in the, I guess it's in the couple of of, the, of these movies now, and I don't blame the the writing. Uh huh. I don't blame the actors themselves. 
right. I blame whoever cast these people. Stop casting a bunch of ladies that all look alike. They all look alike. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I guess. I really fucking love Rebecca Ferguson. God, though. can we get a redhead in here somewhere or something? I don't know. I just like, I'm looking, I'm just like, like Rebecca Ferguson looks like looks enough like Michelle Monaghan to you're just like that's wait. on purpose. I know, but still, I just I still She's don't like it. She's supposed to, so it fucks with Ethan. I still don't like it. It's horrible. And also, that's, I mean that like that's pretty much explicitly stated in Rogue Nation, right? It's like, it's like there's a reason that he. He's attracted to her. It, it, it um, looks, and in this film, God bless, it looks like he's trading up to the newer model. <laughs> it's just like, look, but, I, uh, I got to cash my 08 out on the side there. I got to get this new one here. Well, all I know is that, uh, you know, I think we probably have another two of these in Tom Cruise. Like, I, I think ultimately what he's going to come up against is it's just going to be too much for him to do this stuff in his mid-60s. I mean, I uh, guess, I not not for I mean it's not that he's not going to be able to do stuff it's just like that motherfucker is not going to be uh, insured in any way to do a halo jump at 65 right let me throw something out it just came in my mind let me see what you think uh huh and I don't even know I, I don't I don't uh, this hasn't gotten more than two seconds in my brain uh huh later in Tom Cruise's career let's let's fast forward ten years you know let's, uh -huh. let's put a little age on maybe yeah maybe another 15. another two Mission Impossible another two Mission Impossible movies. After those, when uh -huh. when you know the the body the uh, the body is not uh, cashing the checks that it, the other one writes, right? To right. kind of bring it around, um, Tom Cruise and westerns. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'd like to see that. I don't know why. I'd like to see kind of a grizzled um, Tom Cruise in the western. Here, here's where I want uh, Mission Impossible to go, though. Okay. Uh, Ethan Hunt. Eventually, something happens. You can't fucking keep going. Right? right. Can't do it. We professor. Uh, <laughs> also, as we learn in all these impossible in uh, my uh, movies, uh, all of the directors of the Impossible Missions Force keep dying. So yeah. <laughs> so so eventually, he, I think like what it needs is he takes over uh, complete tactical, and uh, like I would not mind this franchise becoming uh, uh, all about Rebecca Ferguson. Like, I, I think, like, if she joins IMF full-time and uh, and Ilsa Faust becomes the main character of this franchise, I think it would work really well. Because it's very clear that she's capable and fucking amazing uh, as a character and as an actress to do that. And I think people really like that character a whole lot. And not because she's the love interest of Ethan. Yeah. Well, I mean... And of because course, there's no way that they're not going to fucking keep making these movies. I would rather see that happen than a reboot. No, we certainly with, don't need that. And like, and there was always the kind of little talk with uh, you know the other one there of like, hey, well, we got on Jeremy Renner to take over just in case, and uh, Jeremy yeah, Renner's well, everybody's you know backup. Well, you know, uh, you know how well that turned out with uh, the Bourne franchise. <laughs> Although apparently they're still on the docket to make another one with him. Is that right? I think so. Huh. I think uh, he's still contract, and I think they're still pushing forward to do like a Born Legacy two. Weird. Um, but you know, you know who's not in this movie? But, uh, uh, John Voight. Yes. John Voight's not in this one. Hell yeah, you're correct. He died in the last one, or the first one. <laughs> 
Unless uh, he came outside of an Anaconda and winked at you, he I'm did. I'm just saying that uh, if somebody's going to take over a franchise, uh, perhaps they should be in the entries that are in the franchise. Fair. And uh, uh, there, there's one notable uh, absence here, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, part of me also thought, like, like, are they maybe grooming cattle to take this role? Which, yeah. I wouldn't well, be against, but then again, I really want to see him in Man, uh, man uh, the Man, uh, Man from Uncle. Well, that that's the thing is like they need to do a sequel to that fucking. Movie. That's that's they need, that's really. I what cannot I want. believe that Guy Ritchie made a fucking King Arthur movie, a shitty one, uh-huh. rather than just make a uh, like a lobby to make a sequel for Man of Un- Man from Uncle, which did not do terribly, but was not a huge hit. Well, yeah, it was it was against Straight Outta Compton. It like it's it's it was such a juggernaut. But, it was almost but impossible. is also like an amazing movie it's so good yeah and it plays really well up against the mission impossible franchise oh for sure so i'm mean, like especially is is that universal or uh is... warner i think yeah 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 warner yeah so because uh... that's who guy Ritchie directs through like they they did the king arthur right so yeah, he's yeah. done his last like since sherlock holmes i think through uh warner brothers oh they're doing another one aren't they Sherlock Holmes? Isn't that what you? Isn't that what you said? You're doing another one of those? Uh, they're supposed to be. Good. It's great. been on. Uh, you know, they they've been wanting to do a while. It's just Downey's fucking busy as fuck making every Marvel movie. I'm sorry, I'm over here just rolling around in my bed full of money. Don't yeah, know I'm, why he sounds I'm like over Billy here D. Taking a swim. <laughs> See you guys uh, later. Uh, whatever. It's on like um, a back of an Entertainment Weekly once. It's just like the highest earner this year was oh, Robert looks, Downey Jr., who is in no Looked movies. They uh they looked up in uh in just now because we were talking about it, uh Sherlock Holmes three in pre production uh, so it looks like it might actually happen now, twenty twenty it's it's got an actual year attached to it. Well, so it'll, it'll only uh, be asking for sixty thousand dollars a picture. <laughs> well, what's really interesting, and I know that they play this stuff a little close to the vest, but uh, Downey Jr. does not have anything Marvel related on its on his docket past the next avengers yeah including spider-man or anything else that he might potentially have been involved in so yeah further speculation i think i think there's a reason he's free for two years to make a sherlock holmes movie i I can't begrudge that guy or anything like i even see you know because, well, both there's two people and they're both in, the, in a movie coming up, uh, of uh, with Tiffany Haddish and uh, Kevin Hart, both being like almost so overexposed at this point. But I, at the same time, I can't look at them and go, I don't blame you. I can't blame you at all, man. I'd be I'd be getting why the sun is shining too. So, well, especially for Tiffany Haddish, who I think is funny, but uh, does not have has not so far exhibited a, a particular range. That's that, that's the exact like, word I was going like to use was ca- range for her. Cash the fuck in while you can. This is the this is the lesson that Adam Sandler sh- uh, like taught everybody is cash the fuck in while you can, and then if you want to keep doing stuff, you have enough money and capital to just do it when you want to do it. And then uh, when you're in your you know late forties, you can just do your blibbity blabbity bluebity voice uh, uh, in a cartoon, and they'll pay mm-hmm. you forty million dollars for it I don't know but but, you know like she was fine on the Carmichael show show, although playing like a variation she's not bad Uh, I think like she gets given a lot of the same work a lot like Kevin Hart does where I think if uh, they expanded a little bit beyond that 
Yeah, uh, make like hay while the sun like, shines. That's all I'm saying. Good job. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm I don't give a fuck. But same thing. It's with, like same I, thing with I, the I read rock. all the stories about how the Rock is in uh, all these movies coming out. I'm like, yeah, give that motherfucker every movie. I don't care. Yeah, even if they uh, don't really make money, it's just like they're, they're they're doing okay. And I think, from what I understand, ta- uh, the towering or just uh, skyscraper, skyscraper did uh, bong, bongo bafo box office over there in the overseas. Oh yeah, dude, dude, that money that movie made its money back overseas. Didn't, d- didn't do super well here, but did amazingly yeah. well over there. I guess. So. Oh yeah. Well, it was a budget of one twenty five. It made uh, two fifty five. You want to just talk about that movie for a minute? Let's throw this yeah. fucking bonus uh, bonus review in last bonus minute. Let's time. fucking talk about it. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, don't worry about doing the trailer or whatever. Everybody knows what the fuck this thing is. It's the Rock uh, in a very tall building. His family's trapped inside. There are terrorists. It's like skyscraper on steroids or uh, Die Hard on steroids. It's Die Hard meets American Ninja Warrior. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with with a guy who ha- is an amputee. So, um, how come that- we didn't get no rocket leg? What the fuck? Well, uh, I don't know how you felt about that movie. I don't think it was good, no. but uh, holy shit, did I enjoy watching it? It was fun. It was not a good movie, but it was like no. it was well, I, like I, I was totally in it. I was like, oh my god! Like there are actually like uh, some legit. Uh, scary scenes of him like almost falling uh, and because they do a really good job of at like conveying exactly how high up you are yeah uh, in this thing and it, it's a fictional skyscraper it's not like in uh, in uh, the Mission Impossible or Fast and the Furious movies where they're just in like Mumbai or some shit right yeah. um, but uh, this is the tallest man-made structure on earth uh, the rock as far as I'm concerned I could probably watch uh, a dozen shitty rock movies and be just fine with them uh, over a lot of other things. Oh, for sure. It, it's just for me, it's all about the his charisma. And like some of the stunts, even in this movie, are legit good, right? Like, like I don't know. I just there's uh, they're not even real. It's just like, yeah, this is a really good con like a good uh, sequence conceptually. There's a couple that, things that, that you make pull you go, off. Oh, neat. You know? Yeah. Well, like. You know, when he decides he's going to fucking jump from the crane, the industrial crane over to the open window, four floors below, you're just like, uh, all right, well, I'm on board with this shit. Let's do it. Well, you're insane. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it. Um, so uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the hell out of the thing. I, I actually don't know why it didn't make money here, because it's exactly the big dumb mo- movie that America it, loves. It is. It's a big dumb popcorn movie that you and, like. You, they show you what it is. And guess yeah. what? That's what they gave you. Exactly. That's and I it. don't know if it's just like people are burned out on the rock, but I, I that can't be true. Everybody loves the guy. It's, right. This summer has been really bonkers weird. Um. So I I will say if you uh, if you want to experience like the f- the few like very good things that skyscraper has it's worth checking out before it leaves theaters because you really do get a sense of the scale that I don't know will uh, translate as well to the small screen, um, but uh, yeah I don't know man I I just really love the rock and I, I like let's. Uh, Let's keep him in a lot of shit, and and he's in a lot of shit coming out. So I don't think we have to worry about that. No problems there. <laughs> no, none at all. I mean, that dude. <laughs> so, so he has um, in 2019 uh, three movies scheduled for release. Whew. 
Jungle Cruise, which he's currently filming, the Disney movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which will do fucking gonzo box office. Uh, the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff from uh, Fast and Furious oh, franchise. Tyrese is so mad. Yeah. So Hobbs and Shaw. So mad he can't make that rip. <laughs> and, and a sequel to Jumanji, which was a lot of fun and will also make a lot of money. Yeah, I, again, one of those that's like, this is what we're going to give you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you gave that to me. Well, that's perfect. That's what I wanted. And he's got he's got a slew of uh, of superhero oriented films coming out, right? Like he's he's uh, scheduled to play Black Adam, which is rumored to also tie into the next Suicide Squad movie, which I hope ends up being an actually okay movie as opposed to garbage. Any of these things, um, I'll believe him when I see. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's got a, he's got a, they've announced a sequel to San Andreas, uh, which I don't know how, what that is like, oh shit, another quake, uh, Doc Savage, which I is like my most anticipated property. Why am I not surprised to. that that's up your alley? Well, also it's fucking Shane Black's attached to it. So uh, like, not only is it pulp, uh, superhero, strongest man alive. Right. Uh, but also, uh, Script by uh, Shane Black, directed by Shane Black, hmm. uh, attached currently, and uh, I can't. I want that shit. I just. I feel like uh, that movie will get made as long as the Predator does well. Yeah, well, I think that's what's what it's hinging on right now. And we'll see what that is. I want, and we'll talk about this uh, more on the backside here. So, uh, if you'd like to hear this conversation go on, why don't you be one of the people that helps uh, support this program over at patreon.com slash the film find. Uh, you get pre and post shows. Uh, I'm going to put up a show uh, with me and uh, a uh, guest of the show, Robert Nunnery, talking about home theater. Kind of that as our hobby and everything and like what we dig and stuff and uh, what you might want to. If you if you've ever thought of it as uh, something that might be passing interest, uh, check that out, and uh, we'll, we'll have some more stuff for you uh, down the way because Matt is finally free, being being the uh, the learned man finally that he is instead of the bum of which we all thought he was to begin with. Yeah. So uh, next week, <laughs> next week we're going to be talking about some more stuff uh, coming out. We have uh, Eighth Grade, the one from uh, new one, the first one from uh, Bo Burnham, written and directed. Really uh, looking forward to watching that movie. So, uh, by the way, I've heard all nothing but great things. Ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes as we speak. Yeah. Uh, followed up with uh, Disney's Christopher Robin. Uh, there was another uh, kind of uh, Christopher Robin based movie that we didn't get to see, unfortunately. Right. Uh, it was in and out so fast. So will this one fare any better? Well, it's got the word Disney on top of it. So at least the advertising dollars will be there. Well, it's all. It's also like more of a lie. It's like Hook, but with Winnie the Pooh, right? That's what. It, that's what. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. So it'll be fine. Trust me. I think that movie will make half a billion dollars. I wish the fucking bear's mouth moved more. Like, like there's more. I mean, I, I get it. Things got a small mouth, but when you got the virtual fur around there and everything, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta enunciate, man. You gotta get that. That's mouth what. Open. That's why I'm betting Eeyore gets a lot of screen time. I just want to do whatever. Uh, and one that I think, uh, and, and if I was to put a guess, I'd say probably one of Matt's most anticipated uh, movies coming out is The Spy Who Dumped Me. Yeah, man. I actually am really looking forward. To it. I'm kind of looking forward to it too. I think it, I think it looks like it's going to be. It should be some good fun. Uh, it's it's not doing super well with the critics, but then again, a lot of these movies don't particularly tend to do a lot of uh, great business with these things. But who gives a shit? We're going to go see it anyway. Why? Because that's what we do over here. That's what we do. Uh, also next week, 
Teen Titans. Yes. Go to the movies. We'll talk about that and oh so much more. In the meantime, Matt, where, where can we find more of your work on the internet, sir? Uh, well, none of my work currently because I've uh, not gotten over the uh, I don't want to do anything portion of having finished the uh, dissertation. But you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Boyd Smith. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And uh, pretty soon I'll be putting some stuff up. I'll also be uh, releasing some Patreon content that may find its way into the main feed at some point uh, over the coming months. Uh, still working out exactly what shape that's going to take, but uh, it will be coming. Uh, so if you're interested in that, hop on over to Patreon and uh, give us a give us a bone. Throw, throw the dog a bone and, over here. And if there's anything that you'd like us to, uh, either one of us or both of us, to do a like a film find five on, send that to us, Patreon people. Yeah, and, just uh, let me know. I'll I'll uh, talk for five minutes about whatever we, the fuck. Can I can talk about Bigfoot's that. dick, which was a big thing this week, apparently. Uh, weirdly. Uh, it's so, a thing that happens. You know, like, like, let's go for it. Uh, whatever you want me to chat about. It doesn't even have to be movie review related if you just want to know what the hell i think about what's going on as somebody who studies this bullshit uh we can talk about that so help us out man patreon.com slash the film find and of course my uh, other podcast hero movie podcast.com uh this week we did talk teen titans go and uh it's an insane little ride man uh, I did they uh did y'all convert sean uh no spoiler alert no <laughs> spoiler alert sean is still uh he's like look man these are not for me, but I'm sure somebody likes them. <laughs> and we did. We liked them. So go check out that episode uh, and so much more good stuff, man. So check all it out. And uh, we're back. Well, Matt, I, I want to welcome you back to the program officially. And, uh, thanks. and, and thanks for uh, holding it down with a few of our special guests. I did yeah. actually uh, listen to the uh, the Big Giant Monsters episodes that you did. Uh, so that was good. Yeah, if you if you uh, if you dig on Jurassic Park and all that kind of good stuff, check out that huge uh, special there, man. We we talked for a, a long ass time. If you were a Patreon member, you got like another hour on top of that. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, it was well worth it. For congratulations, that. or we're sorry. Yeah, all those good things. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stop.